Hi, it's Mark Raven here. Welcome back to Lean Blog Audio. It's been a while, but this is episode 325 for February 23rd, 2023, 22323. The headline uh, title of the post is Big Mistakes are the Result of Not Learning from Small Mistakes, This Time in an Operating Room. And you can find the blog post at leanblog.org slash audio325. So article caught my eye today. Uh, it's a change of pace to think about and write about mistakes other than my own, uh, as I blogged about but didn't do an episode on. Um, wrote a blog post yesterday about mistakes I made with uh, my main lean podcast. I made more mistakes today. But hey, healthcare mistakes are more important. So the headline of uh, the news article is Penn Medicine Hospital Cited Over Wrong Site Surgery. And this is from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So Framing this in terms of mistakes, and I'm writing a, a, a new book trying to finish the manuscript of a, a book about creating a culture of learning from mistakes. Um, you can learn more at mistakesbook.com, by the way. Sorry for jamming a plug in there um, and, and talking about the serious story. So it, it's a mistake to perform surgery on the wrong leg. It's not, I've heard people use this phrase, um, unintended mistake. I mean, that's redundant. All mistakes are unintentional by definition. Intentional harm would be called sabotage or assault. I'm not saying that's what happened here. It seems like clearly a mistake. So from the article, it says, Pennsylvania health officials have cited Lancaster General Hospital for several safety issues in recent months, including a wrong site surgery, Penn Live reported February 23rd. There was, as the story says, an anonymous complaint. I mean, that seems like evidence would be suspected evidence of a appearance or suspected lack of psychological safety, this anonymous complaint. I mean, why did it have to come to that? Why can't people speak up about problems, risks, near misses, incidents, harm? So from the article, it says, state reports cited by the publication show a surgical team at the hospital performed reconstruction surgery on a patient's wrong ankle in December. Clearly a mistake. So what happened? What we know from the article, and I'm going to provide some educated guest conjecture here, I guess. Um, the article does say a staff member marked the correct ankle prior to surgery. That's good. But did not place the mark within two inches of the surgical site as per hospital policy. That's bad. Um, maybe that's a mistake. But this is starting to sound like, um, to me, a culture problem. Did people not feel safe to speak up about this bad practice? I mean, we'd, we'd have to assume this wasn't the first time somebody didn't properly mark the surgical site. So then what happened? Another employee placed a tourniquet on the wrong leg, and the surgical team realized the error shortly after the operation. So this mistake was a team effort, and um, I'm, I'm not suggesting that Naming, blaming, and shaming a group of people would be better than blaming just one. Instead of asking who screwed up, not which person or people, we should ask, how could that have happened? Prompted by a post by Ann Richardson on LinkedIn, she's a nurse, former nurse executive, patient safety and healthcare culture advocate, um, for lack of a, a more formal way of describing her. Um, I wrote the following as a response to, to her post. Uh, some people, when they read that article, will ask, who should be punished? A better question is, what could have prevented that? And maybe, whose fault is it that the problem wasn't prevented? 
Unless that was the first time that surgery had ever been done, I'll propose, conjecture here, there's a high likelihood that one or more of these things happened previously. One, the surgeon didn't mark close enough to the surgical site. We could call that a bad practice. Two, somebody almost put the tourniquet on the wrong leg, but noticed and didn't do it. We might call that a near miss. They, they did it properly, but they almost did it wrong. And then third, you know, maybe somebody did put the tourniquet on the wrong leg, but then caught it and then put it on the correct leg, which would also be a near miss, even though the patient wasn't harmed. So if people aren't speaking up and reporting bad practices and near misses, and again, I'm assuming those have been happening, probably not a bad assumption. If they're not speaking up, that's a culture problem. So whose fault is that? Not the frontline staff. They don't create culture. Look higher in the org chart. Don't blame the employees for not speaking up when they might feel like one or the following are true. One, when it's if they feel unsafe to speak up because they or somebody else will get in trouble. Two, it's not worth the effort because nothing gets fixed. Or three, they don't have time to report the problem. And, and again, point two maybe applies, not worth the effort. And again, so there's, there's fear and futility that's involved. So if leaders aren't actively encouraging people to speak up about bad practices and near misses, like really, really encouraging it on an ongoing basis, that's a leadership problem. If they're not rewarding the people who do speak up, that's a leadership problem. And I, I don't mean giving them money. I mean, like treating them respectfully and with, you know, in, in reacting in a constructive way and thanking them for speaking up. If they don't do that, it's a leadership problem. If they marginalize or ignore or punish them, that's a leadership problem. And if they're not turning incident reports that do happen into effective problem solving, which should lead to improvement and prevention of future mistakes, that's a culture problem. That's a leadership problem. So for all of the loose talk that we hear about, quote unquote, <clears throat> accountability, and I hate that word because it usually means punishment. Why is it apparently only the frontline employees who ever face life-altering punishments then? I mean, a $40,000 fine, as was levied against the hospital for this and other mistakes, a $40,000 fine is not life-altering to the hospital or its leadership team. So a hospital spokesperson made the predictable, tired, and seemingly inaccurate statement, like they always make, quote, ensuring the safety of all patients is our top priority. End of quote. Um, as, as the late, great Paul O'Neill might have asked, how do we know that's really true? How do we really know ensuring the safety of all patients is our top priority every moment of every day? As Anne asked in her LinkedIn post, why do these things still happen in 2023? Punishing mistakes or threatening to punish them doesn't lead to fewer mistakes. Some people believe it helps, but again, punishing mistakes or threatening to punish them doesn't lead to fewer mistakes. It certainly doesn't get us to zero mistakes. So what would be my evidence here if this was, um, I'm, I'm not a lawyer, this was a court of law, it's my closing argument. If punishing mistakes led to fewer mistakes, that strategy would have worked by now, but it hasn't. So it's time for a new approach. I mean, I'm not saying I have all the answers, but my upcoming book, Annoying plug here. Um, the Mistakes That Make Us uh, explores the idea of creating a culture of learning from mistakes. It shares what some organizations are doing to prove that a focus 
on learning and improvement instead of punishment is not actually just fair and just, if we want to use the language of just culture, it's also more effective. If we really make patient safety our top priority, and if we really want to reduce mistakes, we need to stop punishing them and instead start learning, start improving. Psychological safety leads to physical safety. So now I'm just rambling after reading the words in the post. But again, I hope maybe you'll go check it out. Leanblog.org slash audio 325.